Welcome back to Uneducated, the show where we feel dumb so you don't have to. I am joined back again by popular demand, my girlfriend, Taryn Arnold. Hello, hello. But we are not talking about religion. This is not the religion part two episode. That's not um, That's not the only thing I'm about. Yeah. That's not your only identity, yeah. people. Um, we are going to get into that eventually, but yeah, we have other stuff to talk about. I want to save that episode for I don't really know what. Um, oh, I don't have a trivia question mm. ready for today. Um, let, should I get the box or should I just Google one real quick? Just Google something. Let me Google something. Maybe, oh my God, I was going to say, babe, our table's gone by the front door. We're, we're using it right here. We rearranged. Look over there. It does look like we're moving out or somebody come in, came and like robbed us of just that. Kind of sad. Actually, it looks really cute without anything. Does it? I look sad. We have like different tastes for everything. Okay. I'm <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> well, that's why I wanted Taryn to be back on the podcast. Um, we did a live, if you didn't watch, on my Instagram a couple days after the podcast came out, just kind of going over more questions about religion and just discussing really life in general. And so many people, a lot of people thought it was really cool that we had different opinions, but a lot of other people were like, Oh my God, how do you guys work with such different opinions? Which, contrary to popular belief, you can get along with people who you have difference of opinions of things. We're also really similar. It's just a few things that we're different about were like really different. I would say we're mostly similar. Yeah. We were just, we were talking about a subject, one of the subjects that we are. And also it's like not that fun to talk about things that we agree on. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Well, at least like for an audience, that's not. Oh, absolutely. But. And I feel like a really good relationship, which I feel we have, (laughs) comes with learning from your partner and not necessarily agreeing. Every single day when we have conversations, I'm like, oh my God, I've never thought of it in that way where I'm changing my mind all the time. I'm seeing myself change your mind on things. It's fun. It yeah. keeps it keeps it fun and fresh and funky. We're fun and fresh and flirty and 30 and thriving. We're not 30. You're almost, almost. 30. As I have like, there's 30 balloons in the corner of our house. You're not 30. Yeah, there's literally. <laughs> I wish I could pan over to the side to show that. Okay. And like every day she's just like talking to my mom about 30th birthday plans. And it's soon. Whole... It's a couple weeks. Yeah. Okay. But not yet. All right. I literally just Googled trivia questions. Let's just do the first one that comes up. How many Earths could fit inside the sun? Oh, it's like it's like you know three hundred or something crazy. Okay, there's a hint on this website. We never do hints, but we're gonna do it. It's either A three, B thirteen hundred, or C one point three million. Those are all my favorite then, numbers. Then, then it's the middle. The thirteen hundred. I knew it was something with a three. I wouldn't have got this. Well, I don't even know if we got it right, but I would not have guessed thirteen hundred on my own. But because of the options, I'm picking thirteen hundred. Well, same. Okay, we're both wrong. It's one point three million. I knew it. <laughs> well, anyways, <laughs> I love feeling what did stupid I say? on my own 300? podcast. Yeah. yeah. What? No, you said thirteen hundred. Well, 
originally when I went off the cuff. But you went with a I three went. number. Yeah, I knew it. I've been doing. 30, flirty, and thriving. 1.3 million. Cute. All right. Wow. Didn't Honestly, didn't realize the sun was that big. You learn something new every day. I feel like 30. What did, what did we both guess? 300? 300. No. 1,300. <laughs> We're having a hard time, like, understanding numbers and, like, how they work. Oh, my God. This – okay, this episode is just going to get hijacked by our life. But I – honestly, I don't care. I want to shock. I just want to chit-chat. Maybe if you guys like this kind of episode, we'll continue stuff yeah. like this on the podcast. Go ahead. So today's a bonus episode. We'll say that. <laughs> Taryn and I are trying to buy a house, which is actually very fitting because we are going to be focusing today talking about careers. I think we both have jobs that in high school we maybe didn't necessarily – well, I know I didn't mm-hmm. – think that it was a, a job that you could even have. So I feel I feel sad for the young kids of the world right now in high school or college who are freaking out, not knowing what they want to do because newsflash, no one knows. Yeah. Not now. And we definitely didn't know back then. Yeah. And that's okay. So I want you all to like take a collective <sighs> – Sigh of relief <laughs> or a sneeze of relief. Bless you. That was, I was like trying to keep it in. So I sneeze like this. It I can't wait. Into my I can't head. wait for the video version of people Ugh. seeing you like twitch Sorry. with your sneeze. Anyways. Yeah. Careers are weird. Life is weird. Finding your purpose in the world is weird. So we're going to get into all of that. But right now numbers are on our brain because we are trying to buy a house and it is it's the weirdest experience I've ever had. Yeah. It doesn't, it feels like I'm playing Monopoly or something. That's what I said to my dad today. Monopoly? I was like, I feel like I'm using Monopoly money. Oh my God. Well, it's, I like, wish. it's like if you've ever gambled and you're like just throwing a few hundred on some crazy mm-hmm. thing because you're just feeling like really lucky, they're just and like, like chips and you don't realize that yeah, it's Vegas like money doesn't count, if but it, it does. Was hundreds of dollars and you had to throw it onto the table, you'd be like, mm, maybe I shouldn't do this. But and that's the same thing with buying a house. We're like looking at these homes and seeing these prices of these houses, and we're like, that's Hi, bless Frank. you, Frank. Bless you. Oh, oh the dogs God. are coming in. <laughs> Sorry if this gets wild. Um, but yeah, you're like seeing the numbers and they don't register as like actual numbers. <laughs> No. It just, so anyway, it makes sense that with the sun, we just can't even, you can't like grapple. You can't fathom it. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, if anyone out there is trying <laughs> to buy a house right now, I feel for you. I'm it is for you. It's such a weird time. And here's a little fun tidbit of information. Interest rates when getting a loan right now are probably the lowest we're ever going to see in our lives. So yeah. people, if they have the money, are trying to buy a house right now. However, oh, Frankie, that's very cute. Did he lay down? He's just laying right under the table. Where you lay with him? That, however, has caused a problem where houses are being sold for way more than they are currently worth. Yeah, so so basically when interest rates are super low, then everyone goes, great, I want to get a house while the interest rates are so low. So then everybody who is thinking about buying a house and people who were on the fringe are like coming out like us, like we don't need a house today it would be nice to have one but like we don't need it but anyway so there's all these people now running to buy homes and what's happening is now with any sort of home there's like 20 offers on it which is never what happens when I watch HGTV so I was very confused I came in thinking I knew a lot I know nothing so yeah there's any housing experts out there who want to come on the podcast call me up come on come on in 
But yeah, so anyways, we have numbers on the brain and we don't understand numbers is what we're trying to get at here. All to say. And we've had a long ass day. So if we sound like weird. We're also drinking wine. (laughs) So (laughs) this episode. This is going to be a messy, messy fella. Mm -hmm. Anyways. um, Yeah, I feel like I've always been very passionate about making sure that people getting out of high school or college or even years after school or if they don't go to college, we'll touch on that as well, feel comfortable and feel secure. I remember feeling this immense pressure my whole life to kind of find my purpose or find my passion. And I I say this, I think like in every episode and every YouTube video lately, one of my favorite quotes from the woman who wrote Eat, Pray, Love is to follow your curiosity Mm-hmm. instead of your passions. Because when you tell somebody, what are you passionate about? That can be really anxiety inducing because some people don't have a passion or some people may know that their passion cannot be a career. Yeah, And that's really overwhelming. But if you every single day are just staying curious and following something that interests you, whether it be like, I really like candles today and I want to see like what kind of wax is used to make candles or whatever bullshit you that could lead you into your career and your future which I think is what happened to both of us yeah yeah and the one note I'll make before we get away from this is like the lie the biggest lie in the world is find a job you love and you'll never work a day in your life I can't stand that I can't either because I was thinking about it today actually I was like even if I had the best job in the world which every job I've had I've really really loved um, there are days where it is work. Mm-hmm. There are hours of every day where it's work. There are minutes of every hour where it's work. Totally. And just because I love what I'm doing does not mean I'm like, woo, I don't care that I'm working. Like <laughs> it, that's not a thing. And you could think of it the same way that you think of relationships. It's like, just because you're in a really happy, healthy, whatever relationship, it does not mean you are not putting in work and that there are bad days and mm-hmm. that there are hard days and whatever. So for people who believe, oh, I just need to find what it is that I'm passionate about. And then that's going to lead to the career of my dreams. And I'm never going to wake up and be like, bummer, I have to go to work. That's not real. You four out of five days probably wake up and go, (laughs) I would rather not go to work, but that's just life. I also have a problem with that statement for another reason. I think a lot of times our hobbies are meant to remain hobbies and we are not supposed to monetize them because If you love to do something and then it becomes your career, you have an obligation to now do that thing because you created this lifestyle, you've budgeted out your life, you depend on this income, your family might depend on that income, and now it becomes work, especially if you're in a creative field. Yes, it's amazing if you're a singer and all your songs sell so well and you like sell out tours and that's great and that might feel like this dream job, but... If you're a writer in your case and you love writing, it makes you so happy. But then you have to, if you're writing a book and you have to be creative, that can kind of suck the fun out of it. So I think just because you love and enjoy something does not mean that you are forced to find a way to make money off of it because you might not be able to or you might not want to. And it is totally okay to love something and never make a dime from it. That does not mean that you're not successful or you're not like an expert at that thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So with all that being said, I know I touched base on we didn't really have like the traditional path of always knowing what we wanted to do. Yeah. How did you get into your current career and what is your current career? 
Incredible question. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not going to say what it is because it's going to be a fun guessing game throughout all my whole, oh. you know, path. And oh, oh like, okay. What did she end up doing? Um, I wanted to be a professional tennis player my whole life. That is what I thought was attainable. That is what I thought was going to happen. I did not think that anything else mattered. So I didn't super apply myself in school. Um, I always got like, I was like a B minus kid is what I would say, unless it was in something sports related or something writing related. Other than that, I just skirted by like. To me, you're one of the kids that like was just naturally smart. So you didn't need to really try. So you skirted by. Yeah, I guess. With good grades because you were just like, you know, whatever. Yeah, that maybe that's fair. But so I thought I would be in sports. Then when I found out I wasn't going to be a professional tennis player because I was just not on the trajectory How that I needed to How did you find that out? Was that <laughs> crushing? It's tough, yeah. Okay. Um, then I thought, oh, I'd be in sports broadcasting. I mm. used to think that for a while. So I thought I was going to do that too. Oh, my God. And look at us now. We're f- <laughs> should we talk We're about doing it? Should we talk about the big game? <laughs> you know, the big one. The biggest one. The big one. Last um, weekend. I love when they scored like that. It was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, so I thought that I would get into uh, that. And then I was like, no, never mind. I'll be a sports broadcaster. So then I went to college uh, at Arizona State. And I was a communications major with a minor in mass communications, which was like journalism-y vibes. Mm -hmm. Um, And then through high school and college, I like did odd tennis jobs. I like taught kids tennis for like summer camps or I would like teach kids after school or I worked at pro shops. Still living the dream. Yeah. You know, um, and I worked random other odd jobs. Like my dad is in the hotel business and I sold ice cream by the pool of one of the hotels. I worked at the front desk, like all sorts of things. Um, I know. Oh my God. I would have crushed on you so hard at the pool. (gasps) I was eating dove bars like a madman. (laughs) Okay. Maybe I wouldn't have. (laughs) have. It was not cute. And I was texting, um, my high school crush, Richard, the Cute. whole time. Oh, hey. Shout out, Richard. Oh, Richard. So anyway, um, get into college, do all that. And for people that are studying communications or something a little more like open-ended that doesn't have the most like Direct straightforward trajectory. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of just feel a little lost. That's like the report of most people that I know that were in those spaces. Mm-hmm. That's totally normal. Um, but it's also really scary. So I understand if you feel spooked about that. Um, I got into a random marketing job after college because a friend was like, you seem like you'd like this. And I was like, okay. Sure. Yeah. Never thought I'd be in marketing. Never took a marketing class, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, I wrote for a teen magazine called Tiger Beat which was super fun um, and interviewed like all the little celebrities that I would have loved to, not little. I was going to say they were pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Ariana Grande. You're so, you're so small. Uh, Her but last name's Grande. She's not. Oh, nice, okay. honey. Mm-hmm. Ariana, what's small? How do you say small in Spanish? Poquito. Poquito. Ariana Poquito. Cute. Cute. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Did that sound like ASMR? A little bit. Ariana Poquito. Okay. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so did that and loved it. And then my friends started working at this startup in San Francisco and they needed help. And so I joined and through that have become like a brand slash copywriter person. Um, And now I'm a senior copywriter at Microsoft, which is Yeah, you are, baby. Yeah. So that's my little, what's yours? Um... Yeah, I we have so many similarities in ours, which is kind of funny. Not the pro tennis player, but I thought it was going to be I was going to go to the Olympics for figure skating for a little while. Cute. I didn't think I would, but I think I I knew my mom thought it would be cool if I did. I knew I wasn't good enough, 
very yeah. early on, like day oh, one of you knew. day one of classes. I was like, I don't have this natural ability, but I'm gonna try until mm. it's not fun. Um, and then I always loved design in any way. I I think originally it was interior design, and then it turned into um, fa- anything fashion related. I was so obsessed with, and went to school my freshman year for fashion. Didn't like – I went to Kent State my freshman year and I just didn't like it. My fault, not the school's fault. I always forget that you went to Kent State mm-hmm. and it's like my biggest nightmare that we're going to be on a game show one day and, and they're going to be like, where did she go to college? And I'm going to be like, I don't know. And I'm going to look like the worst girlfriend. Ugh. Yeah, well – Kent State, Kent State. Yeah, to clarify for you and everyone else. And I think this will make a lot of people feel good about themselves as well. I did not know what I wanted to do going into college. I knew I wanted something bigger for myself. I just didn't know what. So I wanted to go to school for fashion. The top schools were in New York, LA, and Kent State, Ohio, which is so bizarre. And I didn't want to go too far away from Pittsburgh. So I went to Kent State. And then I came home and I went to community college for a year because I didn't know what to do and I didn't want to waste my parents' money. My mom was such a badass and worked her ass off to pay for my college for the most part. And I figured I could get some of my prereqs out of the way. Went to community college my sophomore year. So there's no shame in like switching it up. And then I went to one of the top schools. I went to the University of Pittsburgh for my um, junior and senior year and loved it. I went for communications as well. And it made me feel at ease that it was so open-ended. A lot of people see communications as kind of like a a cop-out because a lot of athletes do it who have to pick a major. Just like me, professional tennis player. (laughs) And I didn't see it as that. I got so much value from it. I'm also often asked like, do you regret going to college because you don't technically need a degree to get to do what you're doing? I think I did need everything I learned. Maybe I don't have to show off the paper and like the details of it, but everything I learned in school is so valuable. So for me, I really think it was great. I could still do what I do today, but I think it has, it kind of improved my overall life. Um, And then shortly after college, I was working at Nordstrom in college and I also, did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I got distracted by the UPS man. I was working full time my senior year at Nordstrom while I was in college and I actually became um, an assistant manager, like the quickest ever. It was very impressive. (laughs) I was like pumped about it. And I thought that's what I was going to do. I was on a path to work at Nordstrom forever, become a buyer, which being a buyer is way more about crunching numbers than like picking cool fashion pieces. It has such a cool title. I know. I was really disappointed, but I also love math. So I was like, this is it for me. I'm going to do all this. It's going to be great. Our UPS man's about to see us recording this. (laughs) Everyone just wave and pretend like it's normal. But yeah, I thought I was just going to work at Nordstrom, be in buying, and I was pumped about it. I was excited for that life. And then I got offered a job at a company called Mod Cloth to be um, a stylist. So basically I would, well, what in my head I was going to do was like style all the models for the website. What I started as doing was like steaming all of the clothes and placing the orders for the senior stylist to then style the models. Wow, a classic Cinderella story. (laughs) But it was really fun. I took pictures of the garments on mannequins and like had to pin them just right and learn how to like put stuffing in them so they looked nice. And (laughs) I like, I love 
spending time on making something look really nice. So that was so fun for me and like learning how to work a camera. Little did I know that that would come in handy someday, which is kind of what I meant by just let life happen a little bit because I learned skills there that then helped me when I started a clothing brand with my ex-girlfriend, started recording YouTube videos with her just for fun. Like literally thought it was just a fun way to pass time. Yeah. And then realized that I had a lot of opinions and thoughts that I wanted to share with the world and started my own channel. And it grew from there. Not one thing I've ever done is something that I was like, oh, I've been wanting this forever. It was just allowing life to happen and following the things that make me really happy. Yeah. And right now, like I'm obsessed with skincare. So I really hope that eventually that my career leads into skincare in some way, whether it be a line or going to school and becoming an esthetician. I don't know yet. I'm just going to kind of see what happens. And I'm 29 years old and still kind of just letting life happen. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people think that your big career moments are after high school, after Mm -hmm. college, and then you just know. And then you're just, you sail on your little ship all the way to retirement. Totally. And that's so rare. It's so wrong also. Yeah. I mean, like, kudos. To, if it, if that works for some people, if you like knew you wanted to be a lawyer or a doctor, I feel like those are the stereotypical teacher. careers you think of. Yeah, teacher of you kind of have to prepare and yeah. plan and prep. If that's what you want to do, incredible. But for 99% of the people out there who don't have those desires or those plans yet, that is so normal, but that's what we're shown every day. Maybe less now, but I think when we were growing up, yeah. it was like, you must have your whole plan. Yeah, and life just doesn't work that way. Like, no. I had a friend the other day call, he's like 32, 33, and he called me and he's like, hey, I saw that you're a copywriter. I didn't realize that was a thing. Would you tell me about it? And like, this is a 30, whatever, 32-year-old man. Married. Married. With a kid. Has a baby. Successful. Like, yeah, super, like, could just keep going down the path that he's going. And he was, like, asking me questions. And it was so refreshing to just hear him ask in a way that was like, you know what? I understand that, like, I'm quote-unquote late to the game, but I'm actually not. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not late to the game for changing what you want to do. And I think that's what freaks people out when they get out of college and they're like, oh, no, I need to know what I want. I need to know what I'm going to do. And then – Little do they know, people that are 25, 30, 40, whatever, are going doing the exact same thing in their head all the time. Like, is this what I want? Mm-hmm. I don't like this, really. Yeah. I want to do something else, and that's fine. Exactly. And I think our society is changing as well, where we got to a point where everyone had to have a bachelor's degree. You really did for a lot of careers. It became Even like things the were new t- high yeah. school. Yeah, it was just like, yeah, a high school diploma was enough, and then all of a sudden, bachelor's degree or nothing, yeah. and then masters and all of these other degrees and I feel like we're finally kind of retreating from that concept of it doesn't really that piece of paper doesn't mean something I more so look at it for the life experience than the actual knowledge that you gain and their information is so readily available to us that I could if I was hiring somebody I could see one person who never went to college and they've just Google shit for five years and know more than the person with a PhD. Like we, I feel like we're holding less of a value on that. Some careers, yeah, you're going to need it. If you want to be a doctor, if you want to be a lawyer, you got to go do all the steps. If you want to be a psychiatrist, there's a lot of school involved. Yeah. 
So if that's, if that's a path you want, that's something you're going to have to just accept. But if it's not the path you want, you have a million and one options to follow and also not to follow, kind of like zigzag and dart around until yeah. you land on what you want from your life. And that is so okay if that changes at any point. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was just thinking that it's it's so like sad that people feel so trapped. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get it because it's very easy to think like, like money doesn't buy happiness. We all know this. But money does buy comfort, stability, like the things that can make you happy. Like yeah. it, it buys this level of like, oh, you know? Mm-hmm. And so what that does is it leads people down a path where they just like make fear-based decisions, trying to always find the thing that's going to make them the most comfortable and make them the most money and whatever and whatever. Yeah. Um, which I don't think is wrong to some extent. It doesn't, I get that. I get staying at a job you kind of don't love so that you can save up money so that you can go do what you want to do. Totally. Um, but then I think the flip side with people being like, I don't want to go to college or like whatever. There's this like, there's this attitude that's like, fuck the man just to fuck the man mm-hmm. where I kind of don't get it. I'm yeah. like, you should, I think people should probably go to college. I think it's good to go to college if you can afford it, mm-hmm. if your family can afford it, whatever it is. Like, go because you learn how to manage your own schedule. You learn how to like make friends. You learn how to manage your own little budget. Like Mm -hmm. you're really trialing being an adult in Mm -hmm. like a weird little simulation. Yeah. But you can get those experiences in other places as well. Totally. Yeah. I just think, yeah. Are we about to disagree? No, I, well, I just think, I mean, you grew up very privileged, so in your mind, yeah. it is very easy to go to college. Totally. Where I That's think why the, I said if you have the means. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just, I think, I, I 100% recommend going to college. If somebody, like, I've had friends who are like, mm, maybe I'm not going to go for a while. I've had friends to drop out and go back. I always say I got so much value just for myself yeah. in going to college that it like especially people I know have been like yeah my parents would pay for it but I don't want to go I'm like go it's fun and you get so much out of it and enjoy it but I think when it comes down to stressing about being able to make money and live your life it's not something you absolutely must do to have a successful life but yeah no I I recommend going to college as well if that is a thing that you can afford to do and it it can add value to your life. I absolutely think it will. Yeah. 100%. I completely agree with that. Cute. We agree. You haven't had any of your wine and it's making Maybe I've had so much of my wine to the point where I had to look slow at, down. Look at mine. You've had so much more of your wine. Uh-oh. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. That is so good. It's really crazy. Um, I know a lot of you had so many questions about this topic. I was actually really excited. I didn't know if people would be interested in this. I should have served you first. This all came from me saying in the car to Taryn the other day, like, I would have never known that Taryn's career was a career before knowing her. So it's like to think I would have never known that in high school. Maybe I I also have a, a whole issue with how high school is. I think we should be having classes on budgeting and investing yeah. and finances and cur- like there should just be a class called careers and be like, hey, or like in, in your writing class, in your English class, they go, here are just a hundred of the careers you can get if you're interested in writing. Yeah. 
Because I thought if I wanted to, if I enjoyed English, it was like, okay, I can be a journalist or I can write a book. Yeah. Literally, 100%. that's all I thought. Yeah. I Which didn't know that, that you that could. That is it. Yeah. Now. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> You're all, I was, yeah. I was focusing on my thought. <laughs> now you could, you would literally run this Twitter account for a brand because you majored in writing in English. Yeah. A lot of people are stressed about the work environment during COVID. And I feel like you're the perfect person to touch on this because you've kind of hit it from all sides. (laughs) So a lot of people are stressed from either wanting to leave their job, but thinking maybe during a pandemic isn't the best time. A lot of people who have been laid off not knowing what to do. So I'm going to throw this one over to Taryn if the dogs stop making noise. Hi, little buddies. First of all, if you're stressed about COVID and well – if you're stressed about COVID because it's spooky, I get that. If you're stressed about COVID because of your work and your career and your job and all the things, I also get that. Um, it's it's interesting how it's affecting some industries so much harder than it is others. Mm-hmm. Where like, for me, I worked in I work in marketing. I work completely online. Like my entire job could be online, and it is now. But at the time when COVID started, you know, I went to an office and I sat at a desk and I did all the. <laughs> desk um and you know when like covid started popping up everyone was like oh are we gonna have to work from home like what are we gonna do what are we gonna do and looking back now i'm like oh my gosh that sounds so silly because Mm -hmm. it's so normal now and and it's been for so long it's been for so long um but i thought i was moral of the story is i thought i was covered i really thought there's no way that my role is gonna get cut yeah you're like i'm one of the lucky ones yeah if anything I'm going to thrive in this time. Yeah. It's lending itself to my career. And then I started seeing companies in the tech industry start doing mass layoffs, like Twitter and like Facebook and Airbnb and all of these things that I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. How is that happening? You know? And then for me, um, the company I was at cut like 15 or 20% of their workforce, which were a small company. So that was like 35 people, Mm -hmm. um, me included, my best friends included, like we all got cut, uh, citing COVID, which, okay, like 15, 20% of our workforce got cut, which I was like, oh, I thought I was untouchable. Turns out I'm not untouchable. Like this thing that's happening in the world is so unique that it's really messing with people. Um, Which I, you know, the next few months could have been so awful if I wasn't privileged, to be honest. Like Mm -hmm. I was paid a severance. So I was paid my exact pay for four months. Um, I was given healthcare for four months. I was given like everything. I bought my laptop back. Like I like, I had a really soft landing and because Mm -hmm. it was COVID, like I was able to move around and I was able to be like, Hey, I don't want to pay for my lease anymore because I can't. And it was like, got it. Way more understanding. People are understanding. They totally got it. So anyway, I took, it was, let me say, it was awful. Like I spent, getting let go of from any job is awful, but especially when you're in a climate that you just don't understand, it is the scariest feeling. You feel so lost. You feel so confused, all of these things. But um, I was comfortable enough. I had great savings. I have investments. I got my whatever I was getting paid still like you're still safe you still had your basic needs covered totally terrifying as it was you knew that you were better off than most and it led me down a path that I wouldn't trade for anything Mm -hmm. if you would have sent me back to February or March I would never be like please let me stay at this job like Mm -hmm. you couldn't pay me well they did pay me basically (laughs) to be done but like but you know and 
this path was like, what do you want to do? What do you care about? Like you've built this career for yourself, basically down the same trajectory. Like you're kind of a marketing person and you do brand stuff and you write. And like, I knew I was going this way, but everyone that I talked to was like, take this time to just think and be and decide what you want to do. And luckily I was in the right direction but I have other friends who got let go that are doing something completely different now, um, which is amazing. And I have other friends that are still at the company that I was let go from. And they were like, I wish I was let go, which is crazy <laughs> to think about. Oh my God. So many people are like, like I would- I'm so jealous that you got let go and I did it. Yeah. They, they're <laughs> like, I would do anything to go and get what you're getting. This experience of like a reset that mm-hmm. the world is allowing because of COVID. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, but to those people, my advice is always, okay, you're remote. You have a little bit of leniency. There's not somebody like right down your neck, spend 20 minutes a day that you would otherwise feel uncomfortable doing. Because if you were at an office, you'd want to pretend like you're working or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Spend that time to think, okay, what would I do if I really did get let go? Like, what would I be like? Hmm, this might be a more fun little situation for me. And you know, all in all, it was like a really awful change, but it led me to like what I think is one of the coolest opportunities I've had and will have. Totally. And yeah, it's super fun. I think, I think what you did was you rolled with the punches. And again, I, I don't want this to sound overly privileged. It probably does. What, it abso- absolutely does. Yeah. Um, it is very hard to tell people how to navigate careers and jobs in the time of COVID. There's really no like one clear answer because everyone's different. Everyone has different abilities and privileges. And even just depending on like your your job has always and will always be predominantly online. And that really helps. Not everybody has that. So yeah. whatever the privilege may be. But I think the main thing that you did that helped you be successful that could go across the board is rolling with the punches. Yeah. You did not want to do any freelance work for a while. That made you feel like, no, you you were afraid of the stability, not having the lack of stability. Yeah. Because you moved, you and I just moved in together. Nothing in your life was your norm stability. Yeah, it was terrible. So you wanted that. Terrifying, not terrible. Yeah, terrifying. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so you wanted that stability in your career. And I think for weeks, months, actually, you were so focused on, I'm not going to be satisfied until I have a full-time salary career right now because that's what I'm used to. And the second you started opening yourself up to the possibility of freelance and that it was better than having one job started like – all these opportunities came in. You, yeah. I, I mean, there were weeks where you're like, I don't understand. I'm not getting called back by this and this and this. Like, am I not good enough? And it was really taking a toll on your confidence in your career. And you are so good at what you do. And the second you started opening yourself up to other opportunities is when things changed for you. Yeah. And now look at you. You're doing yeah. great. Thanks, babe. I you're think welcome. you have to look at like the way that like you have to look at the context of the thing, which was at, when I first got let go, I was so obsessed with like, I want to be hired for a full-time role. That was all I wanted. Mm-hmm. When no everyone in the world was letting people go. So it was so silly of me to like try to go against the grain and be like, this is what I want. I'm going to get this full-time thing. Yeah. When I was getting offered, 
Amazing some full-time roles, but then also like things that were freelance or 40 hours a week, but we're not going to call it a full-time job or whatever mm-hmm. it was. And I was like, no, I want mm-hmm. a full-time role. And when I, when I look back at that, I'm like, well, I wouldn't change it, but you, you have to like look at the context of what's happening in the world around you and not think that you're better than it or worse than it or whatever. Because totally. when I finally like let it go and I was like, you know what? I'll do some contract work. Mm-hmm. I got a bunch of contracts. Immediately. Immediately. Yeah. And things that are lasting months and months and it's yeah. sick. I think that applies to life in general. It is so good to have a plan of some sorts because it helps you prepare and focus on what your end goal is so that you're always keeping that in the back of your mind. Like it's the same thing as manifestation. Like if it's always in your mind, you're always doing things to get you to that end point. However, I think we lack flexibility as a society. We are so one track mind where if there's like a little roadblock, we unravel, we Mm -hmm. panic, like there's just been this notion of you have to follow this agenda and you have to do this and then do that and then you're going to get here. And that's not true. Sometimes you get turned around. Sometimes you lose direction. Sometimes you make a left when you were supposed to make a right and it's the you find the most magical place in the world. And I think if we all learn to let go a little bit, we would all be better off for it. There's an experiment done like a while ago with – uh, it was kids versus adults. Mm-hmm. So like kids under 10, I think like five, maybe kindergartners or something mm-hmm. versus like full grown 40 and up adults. And they had to build a card. What is it called? Cards. Card? Oh, oh, a card tower. Yeah. A tower card. A card castle? Castle. I don't know. Card tower. Sure. Anyway, yeah, they had to stack cards and build they it into the formation cards. of a castle. Yeah, and you had to like <laughs> do an entire, you either had to do a whole deck or like you had to get it to a certain height. Mm-hmm. And the kids beat the adults by like. Landslide. Landslide. <laughs> because like if a card falls down, the kids are like, that's okay. Let's do this. Let's try this. And they're all helping and they're all engaged and they're all trying to like, just, they're just moving. And then the adults are like, well, let's think about this. If we put a card like this, there'll be too much force. If we do this, it'll be da-da-da. Just overthinking every yeah. little thing. And they're blaming everything around them. And they're saying like this, da-da-da. And it, it all relates, I think, back to this, where it's like, if you just kind of put your little feet in the ground and say like, this is the way that my career is going to go, the wind is going to blow and you're probably going to be left behind. You're like literally setting yourself up for disappointment because totally. life never works out the way you exactly plan for it. Yeah. And when you learn that like the whole world is moving the same way that like your emotions do or your relationships do or your family does like all that, then you're like, okay, my career is not all that I am. And it sucks that that's what we've been trained to believe, mm-hmm. but that's just, that's not the reality at yeah. all. I wonder how many people from countries that are not America are listening to this and being like, God, y'all stress so much because my experience traveling particularly to Europe, like even just the discrepancy in vacation days in America, like we live to work and everywhere else people are working to live. Yep. And it is so sad and it's, it's something I really hope we change about how our society is that like you are not your career you are not 
the money in your bank account. Like, yes, we all do need money to live, but that is not like our defining thing. It doesn't make you a smarter person or a better person by having a better career and like who defines what better even is. Yeah. And I hope we really get there because I'd I'd love if people from other countries could chime in um, either in the comments when this is a YouTube video or just even DM me because I feel like there is such a shift in people being so concerned with like what job you have. But in America, it's like all people think about. Yeah. And, and I feel like you're, you're one camp or the other. And I don't think either are right, which is like work is everything. What you do is who you are. Like that's always the first question everyone asks people when they first meet. It's like, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? And it's like, what do I do? What a dumbass question to ask. Like ask me who I am. Ask me what I like. Ask me like, yeah. Also like anything else about me. Well, I wake up, I feed my dogs. That's what I do. (laughs) Like what? Yeah. It's a weird question. Anyway. So there's people that think that like that work is everything. And then there are people that think that work is just another small part of your life. It's really important to realize that what you do, what you end up doing or what you do for a stretch of your life or whatever is massively impactful on who you are. Like when I'm when I'm back to working full time with Microsoft, I will spend more time with the people that I work with than I will mm-hmm. with you even though we live under the same roof. Like, Aww. but that's true. And then you start to look around and yeah. you go, oh, my coworkers are my family mm-hmm. or my coworkers are like the people that like, I spend more time with my manager who's some random lady that's in her 50s <laughs> than I do with my own girlfriend. So like, you should care about your career. You should care about what happens and you should care about, or you can, I guess that's an option. But also so many people don't want, like they like shun people that really care about work and that work is such a big part of their identity. Mm-hmm. I think that's crazy. Like it's yeah. okay to, if someone is super involved with fitness and cares a lot about how they look and their health and whatever, that's cool. You're like, got it. Mm-hmm. But then if someone does that with their work, everyone's like, they're just a workaholic. It's mm-hmm. like, it's okay if that's where they find their spark. Yeah. Every, uh, at the end of the day, everyone has to do what is right for them. Whether that means throwing yourself into work, whether that means never, never working. There's some people who never even need to get a job because they're so privileged. And that's, that is okay. If that's how they find value in their life, cool. Yeah. My whole thing is just breaking down the norms of like, you have to do this and do that to be happy. Like there are also a lot of questions and this is something I relate to of, wanting to do something like like philanthropy work or mm-hmm. having a nonprofit yeah, like a service helping situation. Yes, and that's where you get value and that's where you see your purpose in life but being like, but I can't do that because if I do that, I'm going to need help because I'm not going to be able to afford my life. And that's something I struggle with often and I think at the end of the day you have to find a balance like I I very much so enjoy what I do. I don't think I've said that during this. I really do have a great career and feel very lucky to be where I am. But I do every day feel like I'm not doing enough for this world. Yeah. And I think you can find like giving back can be your purpose and be your hobby and not be how you make money. Like Mm -hmm. you don't have to work for a nonprofit and make minimum wage and then not do anything else. That can be your side thing. That can be like, instead of watching an hour of Netflix a day, you're going and 
donating your time or your money or your efforts. For me, I want to be successful so I have more money to give. Yep. To give more. I want to I want to create resources for myself and my family and for anyone else I can help. Yeah. Like that's my goal. That's why I can't understand why like the billionaires of the world are not just out there like throwing their money everywhere. Well, I feel like that's what a lot of people would do. A lot of them are like most of that's them true. have pledged, you know, 90% of their wealth or whatever. I don't know if I would say a lot of them are. Whatever. Regardless. <laughs> um, but what you can do in that case is like find examples of people who have done that, who have taken their passion or like their heart little soul situation. Think of the guy who started it. Tom's. I was That's exactly what I was getting to. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. Like my, my Kowski or whatever his name is. My Kowski. Yeah. 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 Like, I don't know his story well enough. I don't know the whole bit. But I assume he's like, I want to give back to this thing. I like shoes. What do I <laughs> what do I do to bring them together? Another thing you can do is think like, okay, say I want to have a, a skincare brand someday that no. Say I'm super passionate about uh like people with acne, right? Mm-hmm. All I want to do is help people with acne because that's what I had. So then you go, okay, what are some roles, what are some like worlds that I could get in that have to do with acne or that have to do with skincare or whatever? And then, okay, you go all the way down to, to you know what? Someone has to ship uh, like skincare. Someone has to do that thing. I'm going to be the person that goes through all the courses and all the roles and whatever to figure out how to be the best like product manager, project Mm -hmm. manager, whatever it is, to be in the like manufacturing and shipping world. Totally. And maybe to you and to other people, that doesn't relate to skincare. But you are building up a thing that you know is going to use, like be useful in your passion later. And then you're like, cool. Now I know about skincare because I've always loved it. Now I know about this random ass like shipping component (laughs) that's going to make my stuff get there three days earlier or whatever. You know what I mean? No, I know exactly what you mean. That insane all over the place example is life to a T. That you care, (laughs) like you started from someone being like, I suffered from acne and I cleared it up and I want to help people. But yeah, I don't know. I don't want to own a skincare line. So I'm going to go into shipping. That is exactly how life works. And you're doing good and you are helping people. So the point is it doesn't have to be so literal. It doesn't have to be, I want to be a full, I want to feed people. I'm going to be a chef. Mm-hmm. You can say, I want to feed people. I'm going to become a marketer. And then I'm going to market this special thing that feeds more people at the end of the day. Whatever it is. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be this, like, one-to-one equals. Like, you can find, you can use what you know to do what you want. Yeah. God, I just, I would, and maybe this is where I go next in my career. I But I would just love to change the way high schools work. To go back to that, like, I cannot believe that I didn't hear the conversation we just had until my adult years, until I was out of college, not even out of high school. No one was talking about like, yeah, you're going to do this and then do that. And then we're going to wiggle our way around to here. Like, I cannot believe that I didn't hear that prior. So if you have like middle school people in your life, high school people in your life, well, we swore a couple times, so sorry. But... They can handle it. They <laughs> Toughen them up. <laughs> but that's like, whether you send them this podcast or you say it to them yourself, 
I think we get so caught up in our own lives, we forget how we felt when we were that young. Mm. And it's something I think about like weekly, if not daily, of like, whoa, I wish I knew that I was going to end up so not where I thought I was going to end up, but so much better than I thought I was going to end up. Yeah. I wish I had that perspective as a kid. And I wish adults would tell kids that more often because that would have been great. Yeah. I mean, at this point, it's like a matter of happy or sad or like life and death. And it sounds really dreary, but it's true in that like so many kids and so many people, not even kids. I know so many people in their 20s and 30s that are so stuck mm-hmm. in their life, which is why I started a podcast called St- Unstuck. What did I call it? Stuck. stuck. It was called it Stuck. Was called stuck. <laughs> I don't even remember. Oh my God, baby. I know, so long. Um, because like everyone feels stuck in some way and career is such a massive place where people feel stuck. And I wish like if you don't share this stuff with people or you don't take this stuff in, you just stay stuck. And it's so Mm -hmm. sad and it like breeds this like level of I'm not good enough or I'm not happy and why and I'm just made to be this way. And it's, that's just not, that's not it. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, Our dogs are getting very. Yeah. They were late. Over the top. Yeah. We are late for feeding them dinner. So I think we're going to wrap this up before they knock this whole table over. I don't even know if you guys can see, but I feel like Riggs' tail is flopping in front of the camera. I'll hold it up. Um, (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening and hanging out with us. I know this was kind of like an all-over-the-place episode. This is how a lot of mine and Taryn's conversations go, which I think are super fun. I hope you guys enjoyed it too. If you did, please let me know. Don't forget to rate the podcast it's very helpful so that i know that you guys are enjoying it and so that this podcast can continue um be sure to subscribe you can always check out the videos over on youtube every wednesday after the monday when they are posted in podcast version if you guys love taryn which i know you do let me know i'm happy to have her on more episodes i'm st- thinking about starting like a monthly episode where we kind of just shoot the shit and chat and it's a little bit more lax and less structured of an episode. So if you guys want that, cute. let me know. Cute. 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 All right. Love you guys. We will, well, I will see you next week. You'll probably see Taryn soon. <laughs> You'll see me someday. Thanks for listening to Uneducated. Bye. <laughs>